This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! <laughs> what happened there is Tom and I both went to <laughs> the intro. Would you like to start? Okay, I'll start this one. Okay, yeah. Okay. It. Hello, and welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Tom Allen. And me, Susie Ruffle. Oh, that was awkward, wasn't it? Wasn't it awkward? And what a perfect way to introduce our theme, I actually. mean, that's really funny, isn't it? Because <laughs> we both tried, to, both tried to be polite and ended up mm. nothing happened. Yeah, and I think that's the sort of thing that listeners might think is the sort of thing that we plan. Uh, but if you knew. We plan nothing. Mm, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is planned. Um, but we did want to talk to you about um, Falk's Pairs. Faux pas. Um, faux pas. Which? What does that mean? Wrong. Something. Faux, oh, the wrong. Doing the wrong. Doing bad. Doing. Not doing. Something not to do. Oh, Tom! Don't pas. pretend you know that language. Oh. Oh. Something. Yeah, faux means wrong. Doesn't false. faux mean fake? Yeah. Because you'd say does. like faux faire. Faux. Yeah, you would. So, so it'd be like fake. Pas usually means is like ne pas, ne faux pas. So not fake. So I suppose when you're being totally truthful and you've made a mistake. Here's the thing. We're talking about when you bugger up socially. Yeah. Social bugger ups. That's what I'm trying to say. That's social bugger ups. Why can't they just speak English like everybody else? You know what I mean? So, um, yes, putting your foot in it. Or as you said earlier, actually, Susie, and I didn't like to pick you up on it at the time. What did I say? Putting your foot in your mouth. (laughs) Isn't that an expression? (laughs) I think, well, maybe it is. Well, uh, yeah, maybe it is. Foot in mouth, no? Foot in mouth is a, is a disease that... Um, Cows that, gave us. Um, sheep, again. Yeah. Sheep. Uh, you're the one from the countryside, not me. Oh, I'm not, from, I'm, not from, I'm not from farming countryside. Your dad works on a farm. No, he doesn't work on a farm. My dad trades horses and horse boxes. To farmers? No, more to like people that drive carts oh. with a horse and cart or like someone that oh. rides a pony. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh well, I misunderstood the whole thing. Well, I'm very. We haven't got cows or anything. No, I know, I know. But we you got, sometimes say like, "Oh, Dad's down working on the farm." Oh, we just call the house the, where they live the farm. Oh, oh, I see. I sorry. See. No, don't be sorry. It's good. Which it's know. more of a lorry park with a field. If I'm, honest. <laughs> I'm really painting a picture, aren't I? That's why I'm. So, but I, in my mind, it's all thatched cottages and like. Your mum making lovely cakes every day. Oh no, mum won't make cakes. She makes a cup of tea and like a cheese sandwich. She's not big on making cakes. She's not big on sweet things. No, she's well big on eating oh. sweet things, but oh, she doesn't like to make them. Can't really be asked. Hmm, how interesting. Do you, ma- you can bake, can't you? Uh, a little bit. It's not actually. I'm a bit with your mum on this. I'm not massively into um, baking. I do like it. You like doing a chicken, don't you? But I like doing a chicken. 
I cannot lie. I love to do a chicken. If I'm feeling stressed, I'll do a chicken. I feel a lot calmer. Well, there you go. You did that lovely fish that time as well, didn't you? What was mm. it? Rainbow trout. I did use some rainbow trout, yeah. It was lovely. And you came around when you were being vegetarian. When I was pretending to be a vegetarian, but still eating fish. Still eating oh, fish. That went right out the window when I was hungover and had to have a bacon sandwich. Yeah, I was going to say, now Susie's a vegetarian who eats fish and bacon, but nothing else. Listen, I'm a vegetarian except at mealtimes. Mm, yeah. I yeah. really agree with all the reasoning, but sometimes, I mean... We all agree with the reasoning, sure. Sure. But we're all sometimes hungry. You know? Um, I've got a Fitbit. By the way, oh yeah, now, we should talk. We should definitely talk about this. I bought one for my birthday, and now I'm hungry all the time because it tells me you've only got 500 calories left for today. Oh, I'm always so hungry. Mm, oh, poor me. How much are you getting to eat? Not very much. I think I set it a bit too high on how much I wanted to lose, <laughs> and I wanted to lose it immediately, like, like within a month or something. Drop two dress sizes in a week or Basically, something. Basically, yeah, yeah, it was one of those, and they're like, "Well, you can only have something like you a can thousand only eat calories special a day. twice a day." Yeah, basically, and of course, I've, I'm not really exercising as much as I'd like to, so you know. The thing is, people notice. People notice if you. But you, you said on the that to me mm. yesterday. You texted me and said, "Just to warn you." I've put on a lot of weight. Yeah. And I saw you and I was so disappointed because I was really hoping that you'd be huge. It's because I'm secret fat. I have secret fat. So it doesn't notice, but it's just around the belly area. That's where it goes. Are you wearing like a corset? Because I can still see you. Yeah, but it's not You've like... You've got a corset on. I've got a corset on, that's why. Did your, mom, did your mum say you in this morning? You know, like in Titanic. In Titanic? I was yeah. about to say that in Titanic. Rose, <laughs> our family needs this money. What do you want to see? All our fine things thrown to the wind. <laughs> um, so, so, fax packs. Fax packs. Um, what, so, because what, you, you've had a few recently, you were saying. Well, I've, I've, been, I've been witness to a few, and I basically, oh, one was dreadful, <sighs> and I didn't really realise that I'd done it until oh. afterwards when I was doing a race... A, a gig. There you go. I was doing a gig for stand up against racism, mm-hmm. and I said it's great to be here for stand up t- for racism. <laughs> Oops! Did um, people respond? People no, because I think people just ignored it because they knew that mm, I was. You then knew the intention. I was an idiot <laughs> rather than a racist. <laughs> than a very misplaced racist. Um, so that was quite embarrassing. But mm. th- I was I was away on holiday clang mm. over the weekend went to Tenerife for my friend's Hindu <sighs> it's so much fun anywhere so that Susie hasn't been fun. Tenerife so many places Portsmouth <laughs> She's done Bromley I've been around your house you've been around my house well, well your mum's um, um, yeah so it was very amusing people a group of people were talking about this Harry Potter app they'd just seen the, the play the Harry Potter play mm. they were talking about the Harry Potter app and one of the there was a there was a guy on the holiday that was a gay guy. And what was, I know we had one one gay guy on the holiday. That's enough. That's quite enough. Quite enough. I mean, but I texted you and you said, "What you've got another gay now?" Yeah, that's You're, what I. That was my first re- response. There's not there's there's too many gays. You know you're right. You're so right, and we I need think, to get and I think net this is gay the down by what is it under ten thousand? What David Cameron said. We need to get net gays down by that. Down by yeah. Look, listen. I mean, let's not start saying that. We had that guy running for the leader of the what? Conservative Party. He thought you could pray the gay away. Oh, and Lord knows I've been saying my him. prayers, but she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the gay guy on the holiday, we were looking at this app and we were talking about the Harry Potter houses. And he oh. said, I think that I'd be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Fine. I need to let you know now that we'd all had a number of drinks by this point mm. in the day. What were you drinking in the day? Oh, I was drinking like shandy in the daytime, Ooh. then moved on to sangria, <gasps> then like gin and tonic, Uh-oh. and then Cuba Libras. 
uh, tequila. Is that Cuban Libre? No, that it's like it's basically dark rum and coke with a few spices in. Oh, ever so nice. Mm, Moorish, I bet. Oh, really Moorish. And um, <coughs> and so he said, I think I'd be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and some people didn't know about Harry Potter in the group. No, people had had a few drinks, <laughs> and. Someone turned around to him and said, I think you already are. <laughs> and he said, what did you think I said? And she said, a helpful puff. <laughs> <laughs> Which... <laughs> and then, of course, oh, she was very embarrassed by it because she, she was. was like, oh, my God, I put my foot in my mouth, my mouth in my foot, whatever the expression is. Oh, yeah. Really oh. funny. It's oh. oh, that is funny. But I find, I find it more awkward when I like see someone... And I don't know where I know them from. Oh, that's I find a that very thing, hard. Yeah. Mm, how can you recover from it? And do you do that sometimes when you're on your own, and then it turns out they're a celebrity? Have you ever done that? Oh, hello. Oh, no, I don't. See, know. my cousin did that mm. with Blues Lee Ryan. Blues Lee Ryan, who came out a few years ago. No, that was Duncan. Sorry. Okay, carry on. But Blues Lee Ryan, who is my cousin, was working in a bar in Australia. She did like a gap year in Australia. Ooh. And uh, she was working out there and these boys came in and they were English, obviously. And she was like, oh my God, I'm British as well. How are you? How's it going? <laughs> Where are you from? Blah, blah. And then she went up to Lee and said, I know you. Are you from Portsmouth? Oh, man. And he was like, no, I don't. No, 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 I'm not. And just sort of like brushed it off and was like, oh no. Um, no, and she's like, as the night wore on and they were like, you know, she was like, their bar, they're like, waitress all night like I know that I know you where do I know you from oh, no. where do I know you from oh, no. anyway eventually he was he had to turn around to her and be like I'm in a boy band called Blue but... and she was like and this was like when they were at their peak and she was like oh, of course of course you are <laughs> oh, have well, you ever done okay. it to a celebrity no I don't think so I once um, oh, was in a tea room uh, with my mother Clang I know Thank you. And at the next table was Gloria Hunniford. Mm. Did she seem nice? She seemed so nice, actually, Susie. That was down in Kent, uh, where uh, Mum and I sometimes like to go for What's it called? Is that English, England's Garden? The Garden of England? Yes, I believe it is sometimes called that on the signage. I'm in a place called Westrum in Kent, which is where Winston Churchill lived. And um, it's very nice to go to his old house because you can look at the grounds. You, you can nice go in scone. there now. What is it, National Trust? It's National Front now, yeah. National Front, yeah. Yeah. I love National Trust. Yes, it's nice, isn't it? Isn't it? Mum and dad are members. Oh, it's lovely. You can get great parking in great places parking. like uh, Devil's Dyke in Brighton, I think. All right. And uh, all right. Um, that- My, when, when we went, me and Mum went to Brighton a little while ago. Oh, yeah. And we drove mm. uh, from Portsmouth. Mm. And we went past... Dyke Road, and I said to Mum, <laughs> "Have a look at the, the road, what the road's called." My mum thought it was the most hysterical thing that's ever happened. She oh. couldn't go over it because it's so because Brighton's so gay. Yeah, could it be any gay? Couldn't get over Dyke Road, <laughs> and then we got into Puff to Close, and as you can imagine, <laughs> Hufflepuff Lane. Hufflepuff Lane. Yeah, they're very helpful down there. Oh, um, yes. Well, it's it's very it's a good thing to be a member of. I think the, uh, the National the Trust. National Front, yeah, I mean the National Trust. <laughs> Mum and Dad did call it the National Front for a while. Kept by, accident. That by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the National Front sell tea towels. Well, you don't know. You don't know? Actually, I've never been to a National Front gift shop. <laughs> and I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I will. I don't know where they are. No. 
I think it might be something that's male order. Probably. You know what I mean? Those boots and that. Male, but like M-A. Oh, good play on words, that. Good play on words. Um, I remember watching a very interesting film, actually, about um, some gay fascists from Sweden. Gashists? Gashists, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thanks. Um, Gashists, yeah. And then two of them fell in love. Yeah, it was at the London. But that, that look Festival. is very gay, isn't it? Mm, that's the thing. The rate, that, that, that sort of. 70s. I used to dress like yeah, a skinhead, didn't sort of I? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And it's very confusing. I don't really know the, the history of it that well. No, but it's quite fashionable. And then it comes into fashion, and then like that whole sort of this is England thing, and you're like, oh, not everybody was like that. And then by the end of the film, you go, oh, they were. So I don't really understand why, but I don't understand where the gay thing comes from. They'd say, I think that it's like, oh, it's just like it, it just starts at the same time, but we're totally different to the sort of fascist thing, but we just happen to wear exactly the same outfits. Clothes. Yeah. I think we just like tight jeans. I mean, tight jeans are very becoming, but they tend to wear them very high-waistedly, and I would never do that. Oh, I think high-waisted jeans are great. Do you now? Mm, I only wear high-waisted. Would you say they look good on a boy, though? I don't know. I don't don't really see men. Mm, I know. I know. I know. Um, But I I think, yeah, maybe they're better on a woman, then. On a woman. Not for any other reason other than I wear them so high I can tuck my tits in. Well, that saves, doesn't it? Saves on bras. That's the thing. Saves on bras. You've got to be careful not to get too much drag. What do you, what's a drag? Drag on the tits. What do you mean a drag on the tits? Well, it sounds you know, like a run on the pound. <laughs> you push them down. They might end up saggier sooner. Oh, is that right? Do you, yeah, is that a constant thing? No, not really. Do you mean I obviously don't actually tuck my breasts into my... Do, do you mean I don't really have boobs? So. Yes, you do, Susie. Everybody does. Thanks, Tom. Including you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since I stopped going to the gym. Um, but, yeah, so... Well, I will start going to the gym again. Have you had any social faux pas at the gym? <gasps> oh, yes, I must have done, actually. Because I hate nudity. I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast. Mm. But I said it to the yoga, to one of my yoga teachers yesterday. Mm. I said, I... She said, well, why don't you get changed here? And then we were talking about something other. And I said, oh, no, I can't get changed here. And she said, why? And I said, because I can't use the communal showers. Oh, yeah. Which she, what you know, she thought was bizarre. Because oh, she's no, like, you know, you're, a, you're an adult in the world. And I was like, but I'm not, I'm not a naked one. Yeah, I'm not a naked one. Thank you. I'll make that decision myself. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? But um, I've been sort of similar. I, similar vein. I used to tell this story on stage how I was once sat in the steam room at a gym uh, when I was in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. And a man started playing with himself. <gasps> And I didn't know where to look because, you know, you don't want to be rude. And So I, what? So this was just a, like a gym sauna? You went... A gym steam room. Yeah, just a normal steam room. Okay, good. So I was going to say... A there mixed are steam room. There are, there are places for that, but this was not one of those places. Right, okay. So he and just... started playing with himself. And he knew you were there? He knew I was there. And I didn't know what to, where to look. I didn't I know what to say. so polite. So polite about it because it feels like such a knockback. Um, and... Um, and, you know, Debrett's is very quiet on the subject. And so, you know, I let it all sort of finish and I just sort of was... Did he... What? Go the whole hog? No, he didn't actually. Okay, thank God for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I have that effect on people. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, then, and then he got up to walk out and just as he got to the door of the steam room, he turned around to me and he said, I loved your show last night. <gasps> Oh, my God. And I love that thing you do on Radio 4. I mean, it's a wonderful compliment in a way. Isn't it You just... have to take compliments where you can get them, I find. That's what I think. So in many ways, it was a faux pas on my part for not saying thank you. But, uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think he was... 
I mean, do you think he noted that it was you? Do you think he was always planning on going in there and having a fiddle? Or do you think he saw you and thought, God, I loved his routine about... I mean, if you haven't seen my show... It is very sexy. It, is, it does prompt almost spontaneous masturbation. I saw it last night and it is, yeah, that's it what is I sexy. <laughs> it's very sexy. It was hard. To, my show, I did my show afterwards and it was very hard to get the audience yeah. back contained. Wake, woken that, up. They'd fallen asleep after, after that. After that orgy had broken out. <laughs> um, no, my show is it's very un- unsexual, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There are is comedy sexy? Is comedy sexy? Good question. I know well, that Russell Brand sort of does a lot of sexy stuff, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's like Rolling Stones sexy. You know that the way the Rolling Stones, like the subtext of a lot of Rolling Stones songs and Mick Jagger and everyone just seems to be like, you want to have sex with me, don't you? But that's what a lot of music is, isn't it? It's like you've broken my heart, or you want to have sex with me. Yeah, it is basically like that. And the audience is going, but who would break their heart? I wouldn't break their heart. And I'd have sex with them. And then the I next song comes on, and you go, yeah, this is this the is one. one. Yeah, and then you th- and that's how it perpetuates. And that's why you bear the records, and that's why they live in mansions, and that's why we go and see them. But whereas but, comedy, you have to comedy. be a man of the people. You have to be of the people, as indeed I am. As indeed I am, Susie. Are you I've planning your show Uber. title? I've read no, but my show is called Indeed. But I rarely would upgrade to a, an Uber exec. Oh, I've done it by accident a couple of times, and I've been <gasps> drunk. Was it like? Actually, oh, I've never done it. The future. Mm, was it nice? You get water, don't you? Yeah, you get water. And a Mercedes. A Mercedes. Oh, I'd like that. And the man came and opened the door for me, like I was a queen. That's what you pay for. Well, exactly. But I was furious when I got in and I realised I'd done like a 10 minute journey, and I was like, forty mm. pounds? What? Was it really as much as that, more? Yeah. <gasps> Did you not do fair estimate? I always do fair estimates. What Tom, I would have done, but I was inebriated. Of course you were. You out of remember. your skull. Oh. I must remember I didn't know my name. I couldn't. Uh, uh, oh, that's when I smashed phones. That's when I smashed my phone. Dropped it once. The phone is like, all right, it doesn't happen often. I'm okay. <laughs> but then when you pick it up and immediately drop it again, the phone's like, no, forget it. And it just like cracked into a million pieces. Couldn't see the screen. Had to take it into the Apple Store. Got the scratches on your finger when you tried to open it and stuff? No, because you know I can't stand blood and glass. Oh, yeah, of course. I have a fear of broken glass for that reason. Because I once got a shard. I say a shard. It was a speck of glass under my nail. And I worked as a waiter. In, yes, exactly. Oh, that makes me cringe. Yep. Under your nail? Under my nail. I don't know how I got there. I was collecting glasses at the golf club when I worked there as a teenager. I went to wash it under the tap because I didn't know anything about first aid. I thought I did because I'd been in the Scouts. Anyway, the chef came up and said, you all right? Apparently, I'd lost all the colour in my cheeks. Next thing I... He said, come Your outside. Your ass cheeks? Yes. I don't know why he was looking. <laughs> Great you chef. You must stop wearing those crotchless trousers when you're <laughs> doing silver <Japs>. service. <laughs> Very... Apparently, a big health and safety nightmare. Uh, and the chef said, come outside for a minute. Mm-hmm. And so we sat on the wall and I passed out. <gasps> Into his Into arms. his loving embrace. Loving embrace. And I love a chef's arms because a chef is always very, you know. Covered in gravy. And covered in gravy. <laughs> it's your two big dreams. Oh, yeah. You wake up in a very homely state. Mm. Mm, like a Christmas morning. I once got a splinter in between my nail. Oh, splinters are bad too, aren't they? Yeah. Or in between your nails. They do come out. I was horrid. Anyway, like, why did we get on like glass? the gay children of, a, of, of an arty couple. Don't worry, they'll eventually come out on their own. Um, how did we get onto that broken glass faux pas? I mean, we didn't. We didn't. Have you done any faux pas whilst drunk? Oh, I once met my friend's friend who was from Greece and her name was Sully. And I said, and she said, hello, I'm Sully. And I said, don't be sorry, like without questioning it. And she said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sorry. And I said, but you just said you were. And she said, no, I'm Sully. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Sally, I think that was her name. I once mistook someone for someone else. Oh, who? Was it Lee from Blue? It wasn't Lee from Blue. I mean, the thing that made it even worse is they were, it was two people that were of a different race to me, but they are of the same race. 
Um, Basically, I saw an Indian girl and mistook her for a different Indian girl. Susie, that's terrible. And How so I you? just looked like a racist. Well, indeed. How did you recover from that? I just said, I'm ever so sorry. I'm really quite drunk. Oh, where were you? That's outside the Soho Theatre. For oh. anyone wants a, a location for the... Uh... No, it's just good to contextualise. What have you been drinking that night? Oh, Tom, you know me. Mm. All things. All of them. That's the problem. Recently, I've been drinking a lot of gin, and I like Love it. gin. Do you get cucumber in it? Well, my friend Laura was telling me about botanicals. I don't know anything about botanicals, do you? The posh... Is that the posh... Um, What's like tonic? No, that's fever tree. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh faux pas. What a faux pas, again. Um, the uh, the gin, gin is vodka. Now, I'm probably saying this wrong, but somebody explained to me, it's like, it's vodka, which has been distilled with botanicals. Or What's botanicals? Spices. So it's normally cardamom. Just say spices, Tom. No, we're not, no one's interested uh, in you trying to be posh. We're not from Bromley. Well, it's normally cardamom, pepper... Something else, coriander seeds. I'm not sure. I'm probably lying there, but probably, probably. But it's like all them spices, which makes it mm, nice. But then they add other things, and that's why, like tankery, I think has cucumber in it because that brings out the natural flavors, and it's just got loads of flavors in it. It's really spicy and herby. I like it. Mm, really nice. It didn't give me a headache either. Those posh gins. That's the thing. Posh booze doesn't give you a headache. No. So Good champagne really... doesn't give you a headache. Really? Yeah, I've only had it a couple of times. Oh, I've never had it. I don't think because I've always had a headache after champagne. Don't you hate that when you have it in the morning? Sorry, what am I revealing about myself? Well, you have champagne in the morning. Of course. How else do I get out of bed? Oh, I, think, I thought you got out of bed with a brandy. No, brandy's mid-morning. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm, so continental. So continental. Uh, because my mum and dad once had that in Javier in Spain for a euro, a coffee and a brandy. And they brought, came back with this idea and I thought, oh, that's what Love I want. It. That's what I want to be. Very nice. You know what I mean? Love it. Um, I was thinking of something I should say then and I've forgotten it. Where were we? Botanicals. Social faux pas when you're drunk? Social faux pas when you're drunk. I um oh it'll come back to me. It'll come Oh yes, Simon Callow I once met. And I started talking to him about Sunday in the Park with George and which is my favourite musical. And I said, Well the thing about James Lapine and he said, I think it's James Lapin who wrote the book. Oh of my Sunday god, in the Park with George. of course. I was corrected and I felt very, very humbled. Mm. In fact I felt humiliated. That's very It's not James Lapine, is it? It's James Lapin. Oh, being being shamed is so embarrassing. Yeah, I um, I'm t- I've got I'm talking about this on stage at the moment in my show. But my dad, when I was when just before I was born, he delivered coal for a living, mm. and he there was a lady that he had to go he, that he delivered the coal to, and um, she was in like she was from like one of the posh houses near in Portsmouth. And, Did you grew up in Downton Abbey. Yeah, and uh, my dad was made to like take off some of his clothes to walk through her house because he thought that he was she was dirty he was because she thought that my dad was dirty because he was, was like that just an excuse well i don't Is know it sounds sounds like lady chatterley's lover doesn't yeah, it yeah i would have said that oh the coleman's here take off your clothes well you, what you would have said it yeah well, stress is norma desmond yes if i had a coleman coming there you go but, um, but i think it was just to humiliate him oh really or just to shame him be oh. like well you're dirty if you want to come into this beautiful house you have to take off all your clothes oh my god not all of them i mean i don't need his <laughs> don't need his dinky out I'd hope not. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Do you still go past that house? Yeah. Is she still there? No, I think she's long dead. In good oh, riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. Oh, I tell you what I enjoyed uh, reading. Somebody put on Facebook Joan Crawford's letters to um 
Uh, I saw this also. Oh, uh, they are so funny to um, Bette Davis. They hated each other. I didn't know that, did yeah, you? Yeah, why did they hate each other? Um, I, apparently it's a rivalry over a man. But right. I think they were both sort of had similar careers. Yeah. And they've both been sort of the belle of, of Hollywood at various points. So and Joan... both, both nominated for Oscars or in films. In films right. together, one would get the Oscar nomination, the other one. Because in, in the letter, Joan says... You must. Um, she sends it to the director, doesn't she? Who they're both working with at I'll the time. I'll find it. I'll find it. This was on um, my friend's Facebook page. My friend Viv. Um, let's find it, and I will read it to you. Maybe now. Maybe we can cut this boring bit out. Yeah, Tally, um, maybe cut this bit. Um, so here it is. Uh, Jen Crawford wrote to um, now. Who was it to? Bob must have been Bob the director. Oh, Bob uh, the director. Bob. Yes. Um, He's the great-grandfather of Bob the Builder, you know. (laughs) Just that family. Mixed fortunes. Uh, Joan Crawford writes, Bob, dear, I hope by now you've had an opportunity to talk with Bert about her body odour. It is quite the distraction for me working within close proximity to her if she refuses to bathe or wear adequate deodorant. (laughs) I have found myself gagging on several occasions during this filming. Fondly, Joan. Could you imagine the sh- if someone said to you, "Oh my god!" <laughs> can you imagine? To- can you see? Could you speak to Tom about his body odor? Especially if I was Bette Davis and someone like, can you imagine? Imagine someone taking you to the side and Bette saying, Davis. "Tom, people have said how much you smell." It would be so, so awful. shameful. But it must be the sort of thing that happens in those sort of situations where people are at odds with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they draw in other people around them. Oh God, it's horrid. Uh, apparently, and then one for, to. Um, Bette Davis wrote to Joan on her birthday, to Joan Crawford, Bette wrote, Dearest Joan, I heard tell that you're a year older today. Congratulations. You are now the sole survivor of the Jurassic period. (laughs) (laughs) A title to add to the long list of titles you already hold, among them, sluttiest MGM star and most psychotic. (laughs) Please do try to keep your lips away from any more pool drains. (laughs) And tell those caterpillars on your forehead that it's time to turn into butterflies. Give Christine my love, Ben Davis. <laughs> so funny. So funnily cruel. So horrendously cruel. But I'm so going to start writing you letters like that. Yeah, please do. I would. I mean, I'd like to think that they were able to laugh about them, but I wonder if they would. I think whoever died, I think Joan Crawford died first. And Bette David said, well, they said, what, they asked her for a comment. She said, well, they say you must never... Say, uh, speak ill of the dead. You must only say good things. So she's dead. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Oh, bit of rivalry. Bit of rivalry. It's good, huh? Good. Yeah. They're really funny, the stories. I was really If only the listeners knew how much we hated each other off the air. Oh, the scandal, the drama of it all. Oh, so much drama. So much drama. Um, but I think that brings us to the conclusion of this week's. Uh... So go out, make social faux pas, own it. Own it. And you know what? You know, if that's if you feel like that, just yeah, I think that's true. People who own it, just sort of apparently John Gilgal used to do them a lot. Like he saw somebody once outside the Garrick club where he was a member and he sat on the staircase waiting for somebody and this man came out and he went, Oh my god, I thought you were dead I think, you know, nobody loved him any less. No. Nobody loves you for being yourself. Nobody hates you for being yourself. Nobody loves you for being yourself. <laughs> Let's that's leave it on the, that note. That's the mantra. The, the abiding message we want you to take with you from the podcast today is no one will love you for being yourself. No one will love you for being yourself. All right. So why not be Bette Davis? Exactly. Exactly. Something to um, consider. Something to consider. Now, um, in wrapping up today, we should advise people if they want to come and see us, the best way is to come and see us in Edinburgh, I would say. Absolutely. Um, that's forthcoming. Susie, what's your show called? My show is called Common and it will be at the Mash House every Ooh. day at 8.20. 8.20. Good time. And what? where can people get the details? Um, 
I'll be tweeting about it. So at, at Susie Ruffle or on my website, susieruffle.co.uk. Good. Just Google it. Just Google it. But if you're in Edinburgh, go and see Susie's show. It's wonderful. I've seen it in previews. I love it. Um, and if you're near the Pleasants, uh, my show's at 8.15. It's called Indeed, Tom Allen, Indeed, at 8.15. And uh, details on tomindeed.com. It's hilarious. Do the double. Oh. Go do to Tom double. one day, come to me the next. Well, exactly, exactly. Do the and, like-minded friend double. And if you can't do that, then come and see us on tour in the autumn. Which so. is going to be so much fun. Super fun. Super fun, yeah. Super fun, yeah, Gunnar. Um, wonderful. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. As and, always. Um, enjoy your faux pas. Own them and write about them. And... Um, and love yourselves. And if you can't love yourself, then you know maybe you should speak to a therapist. Maybe you should. That's yeah, that's it, yeah, so. that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, great. Well, um, have a wonderful week, and we'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Okay, bye. Bye for now. Bye 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 bye.